Hi, everybody. I have Paige Van Diver. Van Diver. Van Diver. Van Diver. I have Paige Van Diver here with me, uh, live in FAAB for our very, very first um, uh, interview podcast. And uh, I guess I could call it simulcast. It's a live stream and it's going to be a podcast and it's going to be uh, in a few different groups for the uh, for the content, but I'm really excited to bring our very first badass agency owner, uh, Paige. Um, I've known you, Paige, for I want to say about six months or so, maybe, um, from another uh, another agency building group. Um, and I've just been watching you and how you've just been totally kicking ass lately. Um, and so I uh, wanted to bring you on to talk about all that. Um, do you want to just first introduce yourself and your age? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Um, my name is Paige Vandevere. I am an agency owner here in Austin, Texas. We have about four different niches, four or five different niches that we work with. Um, and our clients have been seen in international publications like People Magazine, Good Morning America, CNN, Yahoo Finance. Uh, we've got kind of a broad reach. Our agency story is a little bit different than others, and I'm just really excited to be here with you guys and help equip you to be ready for the future, for scaling yeah. your agency and getting equipped to rock the e-commerce world. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming and for being uh, our very first interviewer. Um, I'm really excited to have you. Uh, let's dive into a little bit of your backstory. Because I know that the the members of this group and also uh, just a lot of people like you know when you're thinking about starting a Facebook ads agency or just a digital agency in general, um, it can seem kind of daunting. And it's like you know how do I go from you know the nine to five to uh, you know my own just a, a business owner first off, and then not only a business owner but a business owner that uh, needs to be able to talk directly to other business owners and bring value. Uh, into their businesses. So you have to have kind of a lot of things you're juggling all at one time. And um, I think we, I, I've talked to a lot of agency owners who have tons of different weird little avenues of how they got here. So I'd love to hear yours. What were you doing before you became an agency owner? Uh, and how did you get there? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, most people start out with, you know, I wanted to build an empire and I started an agency, or at least I feel like I'm hearing a lot of these stories. And in three months, I built my agency up to 500K a month, and I'm just rocking it in the Bahamas right now. And yeah. I'd say that our story is a lot more of a long term growth. <laughs> our story, they're 19 year olds that are kicking my rear end in terms of revenue. But I mean, and we're a six figure agency, so we're doing really well. Um, we're not hurting, but I would say that our story is probably not that story. I've never started out saying I wanted to build an empire for my name. I actually am one of the rare birds that went to school for advertising, graduated advertising. I've spent time inside of four different agencies, including my own. Um, and I was actually working inside of another agency when I just realized that I really wanted to build something that was going to impact lives beyond just my life. And I really started caring about people around me and what, what were they struggling with? So I actually became a missionary in Australia and lived there for like two and a half years. I was the marketing director for a band and helped them get uh, into high schools. And so I, I really cut my teeth in small environments wearing many different hats. And then I'm, I'm, you know how Colin Powell says that he's like the reluctant 
general. He kind of gets dragged into war. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how my agency began. There were just people around me that I was, I saw what they needed and I knew that I could do it. And I actually started my agency. Uh, my husband actually surprised me and proposed in Australia, changed the trajectory of my life. I don't regret it at all. Making relationship decisions, best thing that you can ever do, hands down. Um, and I, I kind of just saw people around me that needed what I had. And so I literally started my company with my laptop on my kitchen table. And we've been alive and kicking for about five years now. I have multiple team uh, team members. Now, were you still working at the, the agency you were working for and starting your agency at the same time? Or did you make a clean break and then start? No, I made a clean break. So I was working at, at um, an agency, then went over to Australia and did the missionary thing and then came back. And my husband actually proposed to me um, and I came back. And that's actually when I started this. And it was it's a, it was an amazing journey um, that required a lot of soul searching. But yeah, I'm so glad that I did it. And I'm like, that's I think if I have a message for any agency owner, it's that don't compare your journey to anybody else's because what's going on inside of your life, you are the foundation for your agency. So what's going on in your life is your trajectory forward. Don't compare yourself because that comparison kills who you are really are inside. It's going to kill the glimmer that you're bringing to the table. And adequacy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that whole, that whole, um, inadequacy feeling is actually going to short circuit any thoughts that you need to grow. So you just need to tell that voice to go back to hell where it belongs. <laughs> and refocus. It's so true. And yeah. then refocus on, okay, well, what am I bringing to the table and who are these people in front of me that need something that I can bring? And that's really the foundation for any agency. Um, and then out of that, we've just been growing slow, long and steady. And I think that it's not the sexy thing to say in our industry, but um, I can say this. Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook with a saying for his developers, and it was build fast, break things. Meaning, um, and this whole thing is built on personal homepage language, which is totally not, you know, if you're building for scale, that's really not where you would start. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, now, a few years ago, he, the saying changed. It was kind of a joke at a developer conference, and it was build fast build for stability. And if you're building for the long term, you don't just want to be a streaking star across the sky. I just really want to encourage you that it's totally okay to grow a little bit slower, focus on some of the unsexy things like process. Um, Because in order for you to be profitable, it has to be replicable. There is no agency where that can operate, you're going to wear yourself out if you just make yourself the center of all agency interactions. So you really need a team, which means you need to build process. I mean, I, I want to speak for everyone, but that's how a massive majority of us start is like the founder, owner, operator, sales manager, marketing manager, uh, Facebook ads expert, just like content creator. I mean, a ton of us, including myself, uh, we're just a total one man band, um, you know, until you can, until you finally reach that ceiling where it's like, okay, I can't onboard any more clients because I don't have any more time to do the work for those yeah. clients mm-hmm. and still look for more clients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, it's like, it's like a point that every agency owner has to eventually get to and, and realize, you know, I agree. That is, that's really cool. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, 
tell us about a recent client success uh, and, and, and what it took to get there. Sure, sure. So a uh, recent client success story would be, um, I have two that are kind of my favorites right now. One of them was actually a, um, we invested about 3,000, a client invested about 3K in ad spend, and we were able to generate about 45K from that. Yeah. So we saw a 15X return. I'm sorry? Was this the first 3K or where was the client at uh, prior to the investment? Uh, the prior to the investment, the client was spending like five to seven hundred dollars a month just boosting posts. This is where the majority uh, of people that come to us are, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, um, wow. <laughs> it's it, I get, I really get it, I really get it. But I think you know, this is my, this is one of the things that I'm seeing is you need to build for the long term. You, you need to invest to reap like those home flipping shows where they say we invested 75 K to flip these two rooms. And now the house is worth hundred K or 125 K look, invest bigger, invest longer and reap bigger, reap longer. Like I think our, all of our vision needs to grow beyond hand to mouth tomorrow, or I just want to be taking home this much money. We need to be building and thinking bigger anyway. So this client, but for, to their, credit they had built up a lot of great relationship with their clients they they um yeah so we actually invested it was actually 3k over three months so we only had a thousand dollars to work with a month and uh, managed wow. to generate 45k out of those three months wow it that it was a high ticket product so oh, high ticket yeah. product what kind of what kind of industry or service is this or like what this was um this was actually appointment booking for a niche breeder so a high ticket breeder okay wow like a, a yeah puppies so like puppies that run about three to five k yeah puppies uh puppies puppies are great uh cost per clicks <laughs> yeah they really are so i kind of <laughs> walked into a golden product there um, but we were able to take them from a bunch of boosted posts to that. And then our second favorite win is an e-commerce client. They were seen on um, Good Morning America and uh, they were on Shark Tank. And uh, we've been investing um, 10K and have reaped 100K in sales. So yeah. investing and reaping in multiples right now is really um, greasing my engine, I suppose would be the same. And are they on Shopify? They are on Shopify. So we actually, they were on big commerce when we found them. We completely rebuilt their site, added all the bells and whistles that you needed just to be competitive, um, rebranded them. So they're, they're looking, their feel was really off. Um, that's really one of our strengths is consumer insight and branding and understanding how do you need to look? What kind of clothes do you need to be wearing and showing up to in the party so that the people that you want to talk to want to talk to you too? You know, you want to go flirt with that person? Okay, well, they're not going to talk to you if you're wearing sweatpants, right? Like, <laughs> you have to dress. And I've seen the client that. That's great. <laughs> I know you know that because I've seen your clothes and you look nice when you show up. So it's doing that for clients. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it, so is uh, is Shopify your preferred e-commerce platform? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, tell, I tell our clients that uh, all the time. We oftentimes will see we'll see like a patchwork done. So something like a, a WordPress site with a WooCommerce plugin or something, mm -hmm. or trying to like build an empire on, you know, different, uh, different setups. Whereas Shopify, it's just, 
it speaks with Facebook so well, and it's just all like this all in one great platform. So we, uh, on this side, we prefer uh, yeah. uh, too. Forgive me guys, by the way, I have a, um, <laughs> I lost my voice a little bit this weekend, so I'm recovering back a little, uh, back slowly, but it's much better than yesterday, but, um, but uh, we'll get there. Um, one thing that uh, you wish that you knew before you started your agency that you know now. Mm, yep. Okay. Um, the picture is much bigger than you're imagining. It's not just two ads in a funnel. It's yeah. It's or the whole top of funnel, uh, video, middle of funnel conversion, and then bottom of funnel retargeting ads. You're done, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, it's that simple. So here's the thing for um, action-oriented implementers like yourself, because you and I have talked about this, but I have, we haven't talked about it with your following or with yeah, your group. But what that means? Yeah. So there are different ways that people think, learn, grow, and attack problems. You know, as far as learning, there's visual, which means you learn visually. Kinesthetic, you learn doing. Oral, you learn by hearing. There's um, different if you've ever taken Strengths Finders 2.0, they basically tell you, hey, here are your top gifts. Yeah, and top. then there, there tend to be kind of a polarization between strategic, like here's a big picture paradigm for thinking. And then there are people that prefer, no, I want to start small and move out. And a lot of action-oriented implementers, they're kinesthetic learners, which means, hey, I'm not going to really fully get this in my gut until I've done it with my hands, I've attacked all the little bits, and I'm rapid at releasing all those things. Then there are different people, um, and I fall, I think you fall in that category, and I love that gifting. I actually, when I look for team members, I'm looking for that gifting because um, they're wonderful to work with. Um, and their process might be a little bit messy, but they've moved through it three times by the time that another person has just executed for the first time. Yep. Um, and then they're strategic thinkers and they're, they're basically, and I'm not saying that implementers aren't strategic, but they want to see the whole picture before they get it in their gut. They're like bamboo. They look like nothing's happening and then they've planned 10 consecutive steps. And then the next thing you know, boom, they've unrolled something massive and kind of stable. So um, there are two different ways to attack that. And I think the problem that I see happening for a lot of action-oriented implementers is you get in there and then you're like, holy crap, this machine is so much bigger than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is what I wish that I had known when I first got started with an agency is it's a lot bigger than you think it is and be okay with who you are and where you are in this process. Because everybody, the same so seven, eight-figure agency owners are struggling with the exact same thing that four, five, and six-figure agency owners are. So you're not some ran weird, disfigured unicorn that's floating out in the existence while everybody else is just rocking it. You it just need nice to stop. Kind of, like if they acted like that a little bit more, like if they, <laughs> if they didn't hide the fact behind the fact of like, oh, we're we're a six-figure agency, and we don't like. Cause I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm connected in a lot of the groups, uh, you know, on Facebook and everything as well. And it just, it oftentimes seems like, um, when you reach a certain level that even though you're a hundred percent right page, that they are going through the exact same stuff. Um, it seems like they, they don't, uh, they don't interact, they don't interact the same way or they don't, um, they don't always necessarily show, uh, or, or we as humans, we don't always want to show that weakness or show that vulnerability. Going through the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I think if we did that a little bit more, 
you know, people on, on you know, the, the beginning end of the spectrum could be lifted up a little bit easier and a little bit faster if they realize that, you know, things like things like what you just said, which is uh, which is totally incredible. Um, <clears throat> I wish that I, you know, I knew uh, that uh, there are endless ways to get new clients. And I, I think for the longest time, I was just so honed in on, and mine was Facebook ads and and, mm-hmm. Facebook, and Facebook ads for my own agency and my own agency funnels and stuff have done me really well, uh, you know, over the past year to two years. But, uh, but just expanding beyond that and thinking about all the other ways uh, that you can get clients and, and grow your agency that I was just totally neglecting, you know what I mean? Just because- yeah. So uh, zoned in on that, and if you start talking to other agency owners and asking them, like, you know, what are the what are your sources of lead gen and stuff like that, you start hearing so many different answers, and there's just so many different ways. And um, uh, fortunately, being an activator has kind of like got me into okay, you know what, I'm just gonna go do that and try that and try that and try that. And so, so that's kind of one thing that I, you know, I, I wish that I knew that. But it kind of falls in directly with what you were just saying. The scope is just so much bigger. You know what I mean? It's so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that can change where you are into where you want to go is literally book into your calendar like a beginning of the week. Give yourself half an hour to think and an end of the week, you know, give give yourself half an hour to think. Or actually, one of the tools that I love is Michael Hyatt's um, the planner. The full focus planner is actually what I'm using right now. And one of the prompts is he causes you to think about it every it's like this. The insides look like this, where it basically gets you to nail down your top things and your schedule and your notes. And then at the beginning and the end of the week, it's like, okay, well, what did you learn this week? And that way you can begin to think a little bit more big picture about, hey, did this strategy actually work? You know, what am I tangling? What kind of beast am I tangling with here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the, I love that, that, uh, that journaling, uh, tactic. There's a lot of different like journaling tactics that can really help a planner, uh, planning and journaling that really help a lot of uh, business owners on even just agency owners. Um, one thing that I constantly have in my head, I actually, I read it in, uh, you know, Grant Cardone. Uh, I read it. He's like a, a big sales and uh, sales guy, a sales influencer. And, uh, mm-hmm. I read it in one of his, uh, his books. And it was just, um, he said his, the number one thing that, that really drives businesses forward is massive action. And it doesn't even have to be correct action. It's just massive action. It's just constantly, constantly action. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's that theory of like, if you throw a thousand balls against the wall, uh, you know, 10 are bound to stick. If you throw 10, then there's a high probability that none of them are going to stick. You know what I mean? And it goes back right back to the same thing that we just said before, which is that the picture is so much bigger and that yeah. uh, you constantly have to just keep keep going at it and keep trying different things. And so that's constantly in my head. It's just massive action. I actually even sometimes I, like as a, as a business owner, I don't know if this happens to you too, but like sometimes like when I'm just chilling, uh, I'll, I'll sometimes get guilt, get like, like, you know, cause it's your own business. Ah, yes. Own time. And you are responsible for all your own revenue and all your own everything. So when you're just, when you're relaxed and you're having a good time, every now and then like I'll get like guilt, almost like you could be doing something to further your business right now. But then there's that other side where it's like, no, you deserve to break your, you know, you need both. So I, that ever happened to you? Yeah, actually that's really common among entrepreneurs and 
here's a thought that I um, that entered into my head. So I'm I'm a dreamer. I'm an activator. I'm so grateful that I'm married because my husband is one of those stability people and yeah. he is the reason why I'm probably still alive right now because he's he's caused me to eat and sleep and do those necessary functions for life. Um, there's a business leader who, uh, Gary Keller, he's a leader in the real estate world and he says, look, um, you know, people talk about balance, but really what you need is counterbalance. You know, it's not that we need all of this one thing all the time. It's that we need multiple things in specific places in our life. A lot of people in my life have actually had adrenal fatigue. So I've watched them go against the wall for a period of time and then their body has completely tanked. And that has helped me realize. Explain adrenal fatigue a little bit. Yeah, adrenal fatigue is actually where you've lived in a flight mode or you've lived in a power mode for so long that you've actually depleted your body's reserve of energy. So whenever we get into an emergency situation, whenever, like, um, let's say you didn't get enough uh, fiber the day before or enough vitamins, adrenal is there to help your body have a, a stable experience so that you can do life. But if you don't get enough sleep or get the right nutrients or even get enough mental rest, so say enough joy or enough rest, then you actually can go into adrenal fatigue, which is where you literally um, you're just completely exhausted. You feel like you're pregnant all the time. Um, you feel awful. So your your health actually tanks. And uh, the recovery process from that is actually quite long. It can be three to six months or longer. And then you can't have coffee. There are certain things that you can't have anymore. And I actually have four friends that have gone through that in depth. And that's really shown me that my body was designed to rest for a particular amount of time per, per, per evening. You know, like there's a, an intelligent design to our creation that we have to agree with. And if we disagree with, it's like disagreeing with the weather. Good luck on that. <laughs> um, so yeah. eventually it's going to catch up with you. So yeah, I've learned that that voice again from hell, tell it to go away because you need that to live. Yeah, no, it's all about balance as a business owner, as an agency owner, even as a Facebook freelancer, who's not even really started, uh, you know, a full on agency. Yeah. It's, it's all about balance, you know, and, and striking that balance and, you know, resting with what you're okay with and what you know you need you know what I mean? Uh, awesome. Um, one last thing I do want to, I do want to ask you before we move sure. on to a little bit more e-commerce and, and messenger, um, is about, is about lead gen. So I hit on a little bit earlier that one, the one thing I wish I knew was that there's just so many, so many different channels of lead generation for agency mm -hmm. specifically, uh, for agency owners, uh, dealing with e-commerce clients or messenger or, uh, really lead gen, any, any niche, um, you know, there's a lot out there. And so I'd love to hear uh, what your main sources of, of lead gen are and how that's evolved over the past year or so. Yes. Okay. So great question. Much like you, I started with just Facebook, Facebook ads mm -hmm. into a landing page um, and an, an email sequence or, or something like that. And uh, now I, I'm still using Facebook successfully. I'm using other platforms like LinkedIn, for example, uh, where I'm actually doing some outreach and recording some things. And I am finding that that works. But I actually want to suggest a philosophy that is platform agnostic, which means whether you're using it in email, whether you're using it on LinkedIn, whether you're using it on Instagram, 
um, this you can apply this specific strategy in order to better convert. So what that looks like is one, starting a conversation. So that may mean running ads. It may mean recording a video and putting it up on LinkedIn or Instagram or any of these other places and then invite interaction. So ask people a question back in the middle of that, of that um, message. Usually wrap a story around it that illustrates, hey, you know how to do what these people want you to do or mm -hmm. want what they need. Um, then engage. So that means that with people that have commented, go and find what their specific problem is. Are they struggling with an e-commerce client? Are they at, like for agencies that we consult with? Or what kind of, what niche is the client that they're currently struggling with? For mm -hmm. clients, what um, what's their current problem? And then we actually ask them specific questions about that and then draw them into a conversation because the most effective selling tactic is face-to-face, one-on-one conversations. And then for people that have um, disengaged after a time, we'll send them an email or a message that says, hey, are you still working on blank? And they'll either say yes or no. But what we found is that if you just get in conversations and find out what people's needs are and then follow up with that, sooner or later, they're going to come knocking on your door again. Mm -hmm. So that it doesn't matter what platform you're on. I just encourage people to be vocal, to mm -hmm. tell stories that demonstrate their skill set, to ask questions, to re-engage with specific questions, and then to lead them towards a conversation where you're asking them questions and solving their problems. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so you recently went to conversations. Uh, yes. Awesome. Uh, it was the promo picture I threw up in the group uh, a few days ago uh, about this conversation that we're going to have. Conversation. <laughs> um, so tell me, uh, tell us about conversations. What did you learn uh, and what are all the exciting uh, tidbits there? Yeah, totally. Okay, so Conversations is all about bots. Uh, it's about Minichat, which is a, um, a bot building service or a service that allows people like you and me, agency or business owners, to provide all kinds of things to their clients or to their, um, to their end users that most previously massive agencies and huge companies had to build super expensive platforms to accommodate. Mm -hmm. So it all started when uh, Michael Yang, um, he, he ha was building something for uh, a project he was working on and he realized there was no easy way to message his group or to message the platform users easily. And he said, there's gotta be a better way. And so he called a friend and they actually uh, worked together to create a platform or a, a program that would allow for much easier interface. And then over time it grew bigger and they were able to connect it to Messenger. And so long story short, we learned all about bots, which are these uh, com uh, they're computer programs that often are automated with responses to better facilitate business processes. Um, that's kind of the short form way of describing it. And long story short, if you want to 10x your click-through rates, if you want to 10x your engagement, if you want to see your sales skyrocket, this is actually a non-saturated platform that we highly recommend. So that's kind of the short story. Yeah. 
yeah, Messenger for uh, for our clients has been huge, um, really, really massive, especially when you're uh, talking about like retargeting um, yes. customers and, and things like that and just uh, reopening that conversation and sending a direct line. It kind of really ties into what you were just talking about when, when I hit on lead gen for your agency. Again, you were like the, the number one sailing tactic is face to face and 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 really just based around communication. So speaking directly to that consumer and not in uh, you know the form of an email blast that says you know hey tribe. Uh, instead, it's like a direct message, hey page um, that can make so much of a difference. So that's really exciting. Do they have any like announcements on where like the future of Messenger or do they? Um, uh, was it really just a meeting of minds or? Yeah, it was actually probably 20 different presenters that were delivering case studies and how to's and the vision forward. So a little bit of all of those things. Um, yeah, it was really cool to see it used in context for all kinds of things, e-com conferences, uh, coaching, uh, what, where it was going in the future. And um, it was a huge incentive to get in on this now because right now there, there are about 3 billion messages per month that are happening across this platform. And the click-through rates, again, I mentioned they were like 10X what you would see. They were 20 to 30% click-through rates. I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, with, with my experience, I typically see between 80 and 90% open. Rate. Exactly, exactly. You are bang on on the industry statistic. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking versus email, at like, I mean, twenty to twenty to thirty percent. I mean, if you have a really good list of really active people, maybe like forty to fifty. But it's just people. Uh, you know, you know. I'm like uh, personally, I think I'm like an email marketer's dream because I have like <laughs> OCD, and so I can't have little red circles on my iPhone on any app. Like I have to clear those notifications. It's something. I, so I open all emails. Do I read them? No, but I will open it just to clear it or I will swipe it to delete it. Um, wow. It wouldn't count, but, um, but That's yeah. That's amazing. My, my phone would stress you out. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, like my partner's phone, same way. Like I, I see my friend's phones. They literally have like thousands of unread emails. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you know when you get a new one? <laughs> do you know that 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 2136 is that's your baseline and then if it's 2137 that's when you need to check your email i'm like how do you know like that boggles my mind I, i'm one of those people that's like it's clear every my desktop is completely clean by the end of the day any screenshots i drag into the trash all that kind of stuff so, oh that's beautiful no that's so beautiful you need to coach me oh my god yeah i can't go to sleep unless everything's like but maybe that's part of the activator. Maybe it's all tied into something. I don't Beautiful. Um, that's really cool. Um, so in terms of like e-commerce, because uh, I do want to hit a little bit more on e-commerce, is uh, what's one thing that you wish uh, all like e-commerce store owners knew prior to signing a contract with you? Oh my goodness, calculate your goals, hello. Okay, so you need to break down how much money do you want to be earning and how many of that product does that need to be? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, I ask them this question, I'm shocked because I'll have people that are earning 50, 100K a month jump on a call with me 
And they and they say, and I ask them, how many, you know, what's your goal? Where do you want to go? And they'll throw some number out and I'll say, well, how many of what product does that mean? And then there are crickets on the other line. So just knowing your benchmarks and knowing your goals, um, that's one thing that they need that you need to know is break that down into how many of what type of sale do you want and where's your average order value? What does your site convert at? There's an industry benchmark for all of this. I mean, wow. you're an ace, you know this. That are doing like tens of thousands of dollars a month, like have a hard time answering some of those really simple. It's questions. shocking. Yeah. Yeah, like you manage to pull in 30K a month or 50K a month and uh, you don't know your AOV off the top of your head or, or what your target CPA is or anything like that. It's just like, it's like it, I, can't, I mean, it, I guess it can sound a little frustrating to some like e-commerce store owners who, uh, who are working so hard to build that up and diving so into the details and it's like, these guys just accidentally make money. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I one thing that, uh, one thing that I, I really recognized in, uh, in my clients, uh, and, 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 and growing in e-commerce with our clients is just, there's, there's the front end and the back end. So the front end is us and, and, and what we do here at the agency and really driving the, the offers and the sales and, uh, you know, training the pixel and, and getting all that stuff done. Right. Um, and we can be, uh, you know, really successful on that end. But if the back end isn't there, right? So um, I was just recently talking to uh, an e-commerce store that is doing um, $200,000 a month in sales and uh, they're making $9,000 in profit a month. And, I'm, and I, I, I dove into that a little bit with them and I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Uh, and, and we do kind of through the numbers a little bit and it's really, it, they hadn't done very much work at all on the back end, me yeah. uh, with their suppliers and uh, with the, the partners that they chose to work with and, and their, and their cuts and everything. And by the time all uh, the suppliers and the, um, the other partners and everything is paid, they have a great business for everyone else. And it's just like, you, you have to, and so one of my other clients, this was just someone I had talked to recently, but one of my other clients, they, uh, they made a change in their supplier and they went from, uh, and, and they saved literally uh, between 15 and 20%, made 15 to 20% more profit on every single sale by finding another supplier who could do, who could package their product just a slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, we can do everything we can do on this end, but if you can, if you can, if you just think a little bit deeper on down the back end, those two efforts together can really, really make a profitable business. That's huge. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, it, it's just massive. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you one, uh, one really big question that I think uh, that I think everyone will benefit from. Uh, what is one? Uh, it doesn't have to be a quote, like an uh, exact quote or anything, but what's one quote or one philosophy that you, uh, as an agency owner, like to live by? Um, gosh, that's really good. I think the philosophy overall within, like internally, is think bigger, dream bigger. Yeah. That's the philosophy. Uh, internally, externally, it's that it's not that you don't have enough leads or sales. 
it's that you aren't having enough quality engagement with the ones that you have. Yeah. So it's shifting. This is my goal for you to what's your goal and how do I connect with you and draw you and add value to you so yeah. that you convert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, mine, mine is, uh, you're always enough. Um, that's and, so good. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, that comes up uh, constantly. It, it actually kind of ties back to what you said uh, earlier uh, in the chat about um, like the inadequacy thing uh, and comparing yourself to other success stories. So I really do want these live streams to uh, bring um, some perspective and some insight and some, some help stepping stones for other agency owners and people to kind of uh, learn more and in and, and their own uh, process. But knowing that where you're at in your own process is totally fine totally uh, acceptable and, and it is your own process and you're totally enough and uh, you know because we're all we're always our own worst enemy and that if we you know we feed the the good parts of ourselves then we'll be we're setting ourselves up for success you know totally awesome totally I love that thanks uh, and I thank you so much for for joining me and sharing all that stuff I think there was a ton of value in this and I can't wait I uh, can't wait to rewatch the replay uh, and I'll post it in the group for everyone uh, to see that replay. Um, but thank you so much for your time. No worries. Hey, really quick. If anybody wants to see a bot in action, uh, because these are the future of e-com, I, I believe that the future of a lot of what we're headed into is tailored, customized conversations that are interactive. If you want to see a bot in action, I am dropping a link in yeah. the chat. You just click it and it'll take you through my bot so you can see an example of how this might be able to work. Cool? That's perfect. Very cool. Okay, I'm dropping that right now. Ta-da! Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciated talking to you, Tyler. I can't wait to hear more success stories from your agency and what you guys are doing. Absolutely, absolutely. They will be coming. I plan to be doing this hopefully once a week uh, and uh, maybe eventually even a little bit more than that. But thank you so much for being my very first guest. You have a good one. No worries. You too. Bye.